Lucas Diaz from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 15th of September, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Two weeks after the attempted assassination of the vice president, we have little clarity on what happened. New evidence seems to suggest that the attacker did not act alone and that the murder attempt was planned in advance. The justice system is currently investigating a group of friends of the attackers, one of whom was in, arrested on Tuesday the 13th. Meanwhile, the investigation of the attacker's girlfriend's phone revealed significant information, including that she was planning on renting an apartment in front of the vice president's with a perfect view of her home. What's more, the couple had abandoned an initial plan to assassinate Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner on the night of the 27th of August, the day of her speech from an improvised stage in front of her home. On Monday the 12th, President Alberto Fernandez claimed that they also wanted to kill him. He said so during an interview with the Spanish TV channel Telecinco, where he dived into the ins and outs of the attack on the VP and why the security system had failed. He adopted a self-critical tone, but also said that when someone is willing to risk their life or freedom to achieve something like this, it's very hard to prevent. Speaking of heads of state, the government sent Britain their condolences after the death of Queen Elizabeth II. The message from the Casa Rosada expressed grief over her passing and the country's desire to accompany the British people and the royal family in their moment of mourning. However, Argentines showed mixed feelings about the late Queen's legacy. While many expressed their admiration, others couldn't separate the monarch from the complex history between the two nations, marred by the 1982 war over the Malvinas Islands. The Argentine ambassador to the United Kingdom Javier Figueroa was confirmed to participate on behalf of the country in the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II on Monday the 19th. On that note about international relations, it seems that Economy Minister Sergio Massa's trip to Washington went quite well. During the first three days, he unlocked a loan of 1.2 billion U.S. dollars from the Inter-American Development Bank and a further 900 million from the World Bank. The IMF Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva, also praised the strong steps the ministry has taken to stabilize the economy and Massa's intention to mobilize external support. She added that the IMF intends to conclude a review of its program with Argentina in the coming days. During his time in the States, Massa also met with the U.S. Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and her staff who encouraged Massa to implement reforms necessary to rebuild the government's credibility, stabilize markets, and set the stage for sustainable growth. He also made time to meet executives from ExxonMobil, Chevron, Amazon, Goldman Sachs, and others. A number of business leaders made commitments to invest in Argentina. Since we're on the topic of investments, the e-commerce shop brand Shopee is leaving Argentina only nine months after opening up shop in the country. The platform entered the scene with the goal of competing against Mercado Libre, but couldn't break into the market. That said, this is part of a larger closure of its operations in Latin America. The brand, which belongs to the Asian company C Group, 
is also leaving Chile, Colombia, and part of Mexico, which should affect a few hundred jobs. In Brazil, however, operations will remain unchanged as the platform is highly popular there. On more positive investment news, Argentine soybeans are flooding the market after farmers rush to sell their stock. This is the result of the government measure intending to spur exports through a weaker exchange rate, which helped sales account for 2.45 million metric tons. Additionally, farmers have completed transactions on delayed price contracts for an additional 1.2 million metric tons, meaning that more than 3.5 million metric tons of soy have been traded. The influx of low price supplies into the global market and the fact that the United States is getting ready for a bumper harvest might affect global prices. Also related to trading, Argentina has sent a BRICS formal membership application to Chinese authorities. In order to get the necessary support, the Argentine government has asked for consent from Beijing, which was fairly easy considering the close economic partnership, and had made a similar move on India, with Foreign Minister Santiago Cafiero visiting the country earlier this year. Both with China and India, Argentina has signed defense cooperation accords and has shown an interest in purchasing sophisticated advanced technology arms. In other news, a quick update on the cases of monkeypox in the country. This week, the health authorities confirmed Argentina has recorded a total of 221 cases of monkeypox, with a 30% increase in the last seven days. The city of Buenos Aires and the province of Buenos Aires and Córdoba account for almost all of the infections. Most cases have mild symptoms, although severe cases have been recorded among at-risk groups, such as young children, pregnant women, and immunosuppressed people. According to the World Health Organization, around 55,000 confirmed cases were registered in 125 countries. With so much going on, it's easy to forget that the fires continue to rage on in the Paraná Delta area. On Tuesday the 13th, the city of Rosario woke up covered in smoke, coming from the town of Pueblo Ester. If you are planning on driving to Rosario or around Santa Fe, be extra careful as visibility is greatly reduced these days. On that note, the government launched the third edition of the Previate program. While it was intended to run until the 18th of September, after the number of requests received, a last-minute decision to end it on the 14th was announced. As you may recall, Previate offers a cashback of 50% in credit on all touristic expenses, which can then be used while traveling. This edition was significantly shorter than the previous ones in many ways. Argentine citizens and residents only had a window of eight days to make purchases, and these could only be used to travel between the 10th of October and the 5th of December. In other words, it was limited to the lowest season as this doesn't include any extra-large weekends or big holidays. What's more, credit cap was 70,000 pesos, about 280 U.S. dollars, 30% less than previous editions. All this stems from the fact 
that the economic situation has been extremely complex in the last few months. Still, 165,000 people signed up already, and the flagship airline, Aerolineas Argentinas, registered 100,000 bookings. The most requested destinations are Puerto Iguazú, Mendoza, Ushuaia, Córdoba, El Calafate, Bariloche, Salta, and Tucumán. Speaking of Tucumán, football violence is becoming a threat in the northwestern province. A 36-year-old man was shot last week during a clash between rival supporters of the same club. According to the Let's Save Football NGO, violent clashes like this have resulted in more than 300 deaths since Argentine football became professional in the 1930s, with two-thirds of the deaths having occurred in the last three decades. From football to basketball, the four-time NBA champion Mano Shinobili entered the Hall of Fame on Saturday the 10th. Born and raised in Bahia Blanca, a port town on Argentina's coast, the 45-year-old star won four titles in 16 seasons with the San Antonio Spurs and is now a special advisor to basketball operations. He was also part of what is known as the golden generation of Argentine basketball, a hugely successful team in a sport that often falls under the shadow of football. And that's it for this week. Did you know that we do some other stuff apart from these updates? One of them we call Our Zines. They are a way that you can put up to 16,000 words of text on your computer and turn that into a charming little booklet to carry around in your back pocket. It's hard to describe, but if you like zines or dislike screens, but have stuff you want to read, go over to Rorschach.com and click Our Zine on the top menu, or head to the link in our show notes. Try it out, it's free. And let us know what you think at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.